What's going on, Review and Preview fans? Welcome back to another NFL season. Very excited to be back. The fall has arrived. Summer is over. Ready for week one of the NFL season. Have a very special guest today. Going to continue to periodically break this new guest in throughout the course of the season. Very excited to introduce him to you in just a few short moments, folks. But first, if you're watching for the first time or new to the channel, Make sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Review and Preview Sports on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Review and Preview. We're also on TikTok as well, managed by Fonz DeFalco. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, the way we're going to do this show throughout the course of the fall, we'll talk about mainly NFL football, sprinkle in some college talk here and there, depending on how things are going. And... Um, we're going to air this show. Some weeks will be live streamed. Other weeks will be pre-recorded. So just wanted to give you that information. We'll generally get these out to you on Thursdays. But without further ado, let's introduce our guest. He is a college football player. Uh, welcome, Jason Edmondson, to the show. Nassau Community College football wide receiver slash cornerback. Jason, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Uh, happy to be here, to be honest with you. Just happy to get into this, uh, kind of like, you know, uh, national kind of, um, getting into like, uh, communications, graphic design, stuff in the technology world, trying to, you know, this could be like a little side hustle of my career if, you know, athletics don't work out. So happy to get it started over here, see what I could bring to the table. Sure. Absolutely. Jason, welcome. Um, for those of you folks who don't know, Jason played college football at Holy Cross High School, and now he's attending Nassau Community College. I believe you're – are you redshirting this year? Is that a yeah, word I'm not, or are you going to dress? I'm pretty sure no. we're going to just take our time this year. Only 17, you know, we got nothing but time. So next year should be full go. Absolutely. I'm very excited for you. Would uh, love to hear more about your background and stuff as we get into things here. But mm -hmm. um, let's talk about the NFL offseason and its biggest moves. We know you're a huge football fan. Um, sure. As far as what happened this offseason, did you see – Aaron Rodgers to the Jets coming. Did you ever think that would happen, or did you think that was a pipe dream for most Jets fans? I know we have a few close friends that are Jets fans watching this, so that that might be interesting to break down and get an outsider's viewpoint on that. Um, so for y'all that don't know, as a Giants fan, hoping, uh, hoping Aaron Rodgers didn't go to the Jets, but um, you know we saw we saw him say. They they brought over um Lazard. They brought over they brought over did they bring over Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb, yeah. And Randall the backup Cobb. too. They brought over all those guys that he wanted that he was comfortable with. So I was like, they brought over all those guys. I'm like, yeah, he's he's probably on his way there. Um I know we heard like we was Lamar's situation was up in the air. We heard Derek Carr was leaving Las Vegas. Um, but Every day it seemed like Rodgers to the Jets was just the favorite every day. So I'm like, we saw we saw him on podcast talking about, oh yeah, it's gonna happen. And I'm like, I, I think it's a lock at that point. If, if he's like openly in public saying 
he's going there. I think he's going there. So I definitely at first I thought it was just like a dream, little fantasy New York fans, but then I was like, yep, that's that's the reality. Right. And he's not the only number eight quarterback in New York as well. I mean, we'll see how Aaron Rodgers works out. But we have Daniel Jones, who has a new weapon in town. Daniel Jones coming off a fresh new four-year big mega contract extension. But Darren Waller was the highlight of the Giants offseason, acquiring him via trade. What are your thoughts on Daniel Jones heading into 2023 and adding Darren Waller to this hopefully much improved offense? Daniel Jones, who I think is the most criminally, criminally underrated quarterback in the league. Um, through the least amount of interceptions last season, not mistaken, like safest hands in the league, uh, took a subpar, maybe slightly above average O-line to the divisionals. Didn't see that coming at all. I mean, like went from we went from like having shaky had like question marks above our heads seeing him replace Eli and now we're all like okay this is this is the guy I see him like doing something with this team next five years next 10 years um yeah Daniel Jones solid solid he's the franchise guy I'm happy we got him the money um with Waller coming in I I do think Daniel Jones could make this a playoff team for the next three to five years. That's what I see. And, of course, Saquon back as well um, on the extension of the franchise tag. Gets a little bit more than what he would have gotten on the franchise tag. So yeah. happy to see Saquon back. I know you're a big Barkley fan as well. Um, pretty much Daniel Jones' best friend on the team, though. I mean, those two seem like an unbreakable unit. It seems like when the other one is in there, they boost each other up. They play really, really well. And I think you're right. This could be a playoff team over the next three to five years with Jones, Waller, and Barkley leading. If Barkley stays past the season, which is in doubt because of the state of the current running back position. But I think that's a pretty good trio to have. So I'm very excited on the outlook for the Giants. And I was very uh, stoked about what I saw from Jalen uh, Hyatt during the uh, preseason. I liked what I saw from him. Yeah, he uh, – you could take the top off of defense for sure. Um, speaking of deep threats, we know DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the Tennessee Titans, left the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyle Rudolph retired after 12 NFL seasons, another big move. And, of course, Tom Brady, the elephant in the room, retiring yeah. after a pretty much a 23, 24-year NFL career. Yeah. So which move to you outside of you know the major additions – in the New York market really stuck out to you uh, this offseason? Um, this offseason, see, the move that shocked me the most was, uh, ooh, see, this is a tough one. Uh, I would have some Giants bias, but I think I'm going to have to go with, ooh, I think I'm going to have to go with Odell to the Ravens because mm. I did not – one, I did not see Lamar still being a Baltimore Raven at this point. That's one. Two, 
I saw him going to a more like Super Bowl proven team, Cincinnati, KC, um, San Fran, etc. I saw him going to a team that knows they could get to that spot and is like one piece away from being the, all right, they're a favorite. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see because then again, they got Zay Flowers, they still got Bateman, they still got um Duvernay. So I'm interested to see where he's gonna fit, whether he's gonna be the one, the two. You know, he's still he's getting up there in age, but he's still he's still he could still run. So I'm I think that was that's that's the biggest question mark, but it was also the biggest surprise to me too. Yeah. I'm not shocked Odell's a Raven, but it was definitely a surprise. I think yeah, I believe Odell was traded before Lamar got the huge contract right. extension. Right. It was a five-year extension, right? And, you know, Lamar was a guy who had to wait longer than Daniel Jones to get his contract mm-hmm. extension. He played on the franchise tag last year. This is year six for Lamar Jackson in the NFL, year five starting, because I think he sat behind Flacco till the end of his rookie season. But now that Lamar Jackson has been the full-time starter for five years in Baltimore, um, this is something that, could really benefit him. And Zay Flowers, too. That's another guy that is great. You have Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Odell, Tobbins, and Gus the Bus Edwards in the backfield. And, hey, Pro Bowl Tyler Huntley backing him up. No, that's that's not a bad core to have. And the offensive line is great, too. So Baltimore is an interesting uh, football team as a whole this year. So um, wishing the best of luck to them. Now, a team that – I don't think we'll have the best luck this year. And I kind of want your opinion on this because I've been asking around about this, you know, with the current state of the running back position. And mm-hmm. you know, as a football player yourself, you know what it's like, the the daily input, the toll that it takes on your body, yeah. you know, hits that you receive, hits that you give. Um, especially, yeah. Right, the running backs. Will Jonathan Taylor play this season? There is rumors he mm-hmm. could sit out the full year. He was placed on the pup list after no trade talks came into fruition. So Taylor will miss at least the first four games of the season. And the Colts plan on going, you know, running back by committee right now with Deion Jackson and Zach Moss. Right. Um, I got to agree with you because I don't, yeah, I don't think they'll have a lot of success without, a guy that just was the top running back, what, not not under two, three years ago? He's just the top running back in the NFL. Um, I think he could play. It's His relationship with the front office is only getting worse, but Anthony Richardson is a young guy. You don't, you don't want to see him out there taking all those hits, 21 years old. It's, you don't want to see him take a toll this early so i think you definitely gotta have um taylor on the field if you want to at least have a chance at the wild card Mm, yeah and with the new head coach too shane steichen coming in i think not having taylor presents obstacles for not just the rookie head coach but as you said a rookie quarterback as well and anthony richardson who came out of florida (laughs) as just a redshirt sophomore Mm -hmm. so that's how talented uh, Richardson was at the University of Florida. You know, he impressed a lot at the NFL Combine. He's a big guy. 
people say he could be the most make it or break it quarterback out of this year's NFL draft. I mean, so got, it's tough. He's a he's a Swiss Army knife. I mean, like the guy, he's a he's a, he's just an athlete. Um, I do. I'm 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 a, I am more interested to see um, if Steichen is going to challenge him as a pocket passing quarterback because. We know he's explosive. He can make a guy miss, but defenses start are starting to adjust to that nowadays. It's like a lot of quarterbacks are mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm not going to say they're just like him, but we're starting to see mobile quarterbacks become more of a trend. So yeah. I want to see if he can step up to the challenge, losing a top 10, top 15 running back on his team – and seeing how if he can make his receivers tight ends, if he can make those guys step up, and if he can be a good pocket passer, that's what I want to see from him. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty high on Richardson. Um, I, yeah. I like him and Bryce a lot. Um, you know, I mean, Stroud is good too. Stroud, I view as more of a pocket passer that's, though. Yeah. He's not really, he's not really a runner. Not really a runner. Um, he he is mobile, but he's not. He, again, he he's the type of guy. He's not like a Tom Brady. He's not like a standstill guy. But, he can get you the um, first down, but they don't they yeah. don't want him taking those hits all the time. And then of course you got Will Levis too in Tennessee, who who's battling for the backup job for Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Vrabel's announced who the backup is yet. It's between Levis and Willis, who was drafted last year too. Another mobile quarterback. At AFC South, a lot of mobile quarterbacks in that in that division for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Trevor Lawrence can move in Jacksonville. Again, he's not a runner, but he can move. So I'm excited for this AFC South division. I think it will be improved from last season, but this Jonathan Taylor thing just throws a big wrench in a lot of the Colts' plans this season. And before we move on from this segment, I want to ask you five teams that could possibly trade for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. I'll give mine as well. Um, but yeah, I want to hear your five teams again. This is a guy, 4.3 million base salary this year, and just two years removed from his 1800 rushing yard season where he had 18 touchdowns. So, to answer your question from earlier, that was just two years ago, right? So, there's a lot of teams out there that should be fishing for this guy. Five teams that could end up trading for Jonathan Taylor. Number one, I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think they've been not needing a running back because they're they have a pretty they have a pretty solid offense but i think a running back would just take them to the next level um as an elite running back in that so i could see the buffalo bills um trading for um jonathan taylor the arizona cardinals i could see them trading for jonathan taylor james connor is good but he's more i see him more of a he's, he's a bruiser type player he's not really gonna explode to the outside and take you upfield. He's going to get you those tough third and two, fourth and one. He's a, I see him as a goal line back. Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. will move you down the field for all four quarters. Um, now this is tough to type in this one. I'm going to say, I'm not sure how high Tampa Bay is on Rashad white, but I think they could use another back too. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Um, the Vikings just released Dalvin Cook. Uh, probably should look to replace him pretty soon because Madison, 
Actually, Madison is pretty good. I like Madison. I've, I've had him in a few fantasy leagues. He, he's a good backup. But, again, Jefferson, Cousins, takes some pressure off of him. Hand off to Taylor. I mean, like, who wouldn't want that? And the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are just full of speed. So, I think Taylor would fit that scheme better than perfect. Well, we actually only had one overlapping team in that. Um, so I'll give you mine. Those are all good picks. Um, I do think Buffalo likes James Cook, so I do think they'll stick with him. But uh, it's not impossible for sure. Um, I think Miami is the number one destination. I mean, you have Raheem Mostert, who's 31 years old. He's the oldest starting mm-hmm. running back in the NFL. Uh, Jeff Wilson is hurt. They did draft Devin Achain, rookie, running back, but we don't know anything about him yet. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's an option. The Chicago Bears, I know they have Khalil Herbert, but if you add Taylor to a backfield Ooh, that has Justin Fields, Fields that's, right. that's lethal. You might be looking at 30 rushing touchdowns a season combined with mm-hmm. those two. Um, and I also think Fields has – he has – top 10 to 12 quarterback potential in him yeah, this sure. this season. Um, sure. We'll see if he gets there. He's not there yet, but he's certainly on his way. Um, it's just can Chicago put enough around him. So I think Jonathan Taylor would be a huge upgrade in that regard. I have the Philadelphia Eagles as Ooh, number three. I forgot and they here's, here's why. Right. They lost Miles Sanders. They replaced him with Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift. Swift, to me, is no more than a change of pace, Mm pass-catching back. He can take a few handoffs here and there. Not really high on him. Rashad Penny has a brutal, and I mean brutal, injury history. I can't trust him to stay healthy. And then, of course, there's Kenneth Gainwell, who should have scored the first touchdown in last year's Super Bowl. But they – reverse that call that that cost me all but 50 bucks but uh yeah um team number four i have the packers um just because they've been in talks i really don't have a good argument to support that because i know they have aaron jones and they Mm -hmm. have aj dylan but jones is getting a little older dylan is more of a complimentary back so you could look in that direction i don't think they get him though and then it's the um, – I wrote the Los Angeles Rangers, but it's the Los Angeles Rams uh, as my fifth team because they're a team, Cam Akers, injury history, and there's really not much depth behind him either. True. So we'll see what happens. You know, trade deadline is Halloween this year, October 31st. So um, do you think anything differently on any of those teams? Again, I don't, I'm not, not so sure about the Packers – they're just the team I kind of um, threw in there. Hmm. The Rams, I I could definitely see because Cam Akers, he's 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 good when he's on the field. Um, but yeah. it's just about when he's on the field. So mm-hmm. um as for the Packers, AJ Dillon is nothing more than a running back to I in my opinion. Um yeah. Aaron Jones getting up there in age. Uh, you said, you said the Packers, Philly, 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 Philly. The only reason why I don't see 
them pursuing Taylor is because their O-line, I feel, is just so good. Like, the running back position is, like, it's – they're at a point where they could have, like they, – they could have a bunch of running back, too, who's just – split reps and they would they would be just fine i, I think that's their yeah. line is that good and that would kind of hurt their cap situation taking on jonathan taylor as well uh, being they have to keep well at other positions so yeah um i think that's all good stuff i think those are all teams that are viable contenders for jonathan taylor if he gets traded this season folks don't draft him in fantasy football please do not, do please. not. Do not. You have to wait to draft Jonathan Taylor if you want him. No later than round 10, um, in my personal opinion. But another guy, Jason, we want to talk about. He's a wide receiver. Oh, Mike Evans yep. of the Bucks. Another, this guy's an older player, 30 years old. Um, his contract situation, it's not a mess, but it's not looking good for him to remain a buck after this season entering his 10th nfl campaign all of his first nine seasons he had a thousand yards right uh last year hit over a thousand yards and six touchdowns and what was portrayed as a down year a thousand yards and six touchdowns in a down year that's pretty good. That's good um and of course you have the bucks transitioning from tom brady to baker mayfield and his agent said something very interesting so we're recording this on a, on a Tuesday. As of Saturday, if a deal is not reached, his agent claims he will cut off contract negotiations. So Evans entering the final year of his deal, owed $13 million in salary. Will the Bucks take that on for the full season? I don't know. Um, it's brutal. It really is brutal for Tampa Bay. They, they might have to cut ties. My I, I think so too because he's what thirty years old. That that puts him. He's yeah. the same age as D Hop, and yeah. oof, I don't. I I feel like he's he's had he's had his years in in Tampa Bay. I feel like he has nothing left to prove in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. A thousand yards, nine straight seasons. I mean, like, what else could you ask for? Well, this is this is the problem. So there's three void years in his contract. Not that that's anything significant for the Bucks, but from 2024 to 2026, the Bucks will still kind of like it'll kind of just be like dead money that's just sitting there. So that's not ideal for Tampa Bay because I believe they've had to restructure his deal once or twice because he signed the extension back in 2018. It was a five-year, eighty-two million dollar extension, which was a lot of money back then, mm-hmm. but. I mean, this guy is nearly a $24 million cap hit this year, 30 years old, a team that, you know, you have Russell Gage, who's old, you have Chris Godwin, you know, you might want to draft some younger receivers in the future if, you know, you're going younger at quarterback and younger, meaning 45 to 28, Brady to Baker. Um, Yeah, I mean, Evans provides a lot of, I mean, he's tall. He's six foot five at least. Um he makes those contested catches in the end zone, and a lot of contenders could use that. So I think you know what I'm going to ask you here. Um, viable contenders for Mike Evans' services and why? Um, you know, this 
this is a complicated question because personally I respect I respect all football players mm -hmm. but I don't like Mike Evans personally because I see I'm always seeing like these um these like debates who's the top 10 who's top 15 Mike Evans is consistent and he stays on the field there's no doubt about that as a wide receiver to me he's he's nothing more than like He's really just a one-on-one -on -one player to me. Uh, he's, he's a jump ball, go-get-it player. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of teams like that, but personally, I don't like him, but I do respect him. A 1,000 yards, nine straight seasons, you can't – you got to – I tip my hat off to that all the, all the time. So teams that could use Mike Evans, I'm going to go ahead again and say the Arizona Cardinals just lost DeAndre Hopkins. I've been seeing – uh. I've been seeing film of Marquise Brown in training camp, and he is not looking too good. He's getting he's getting bumped around, thrown around. Like, it's to the point where his speed doesn't even look like an advantage anymore. So I feel like they need to bring in a solidified number one wide receiver. Um, hmm. The Carolina Panthers, division rival. They've got Thielen. They just let go of DJ Moore. They got DJ Shark. Uh, they've got LaVisca Chenault. Um, and they got Terrence Marshall Jr. Yeah. And yeah, they 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 could use a bona fide number one for sure. Um Bryce Young could he, I, I could see him doing a lot with Mike Evans. I don't know why. Like that, that specific duel right there, I, I could see that going like a long way. Um, the Patriots, they just they just got Juju and they got Devontae Parker, but they did let go of Jacoby Myers, who was mm -hmm. definitely the number one. The way he was playing over there, he was he was the number one by far. Um Mike Evans could I don't I don't want to say it. Because I, I don't at least I don't I, I okay I don't want to say a receiver can carry a quarterback, but he could make Mac Jones look a little bit better. Mm. If that makes sense to you? Um, yeah, yeah. So I could see the Cardinals, Pats. Um, oof. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Texans because. Mm. Brandon, I mean, wait, no. Brandon Cooks is not on the Texans anymore, is he? No, he's, he's on not. Dallas now. He's on Dallas. Now. It's Robert Woods they have. Robert Woods is who I'm thinking of. Yes. Robert yes. Woods, uh, he went to Tennessee, and I almost forgot he was there completely. He he didn't do much in Tennessee. Yeah. They did get Noah Brown. They got second-year player John Mechie. Uh, they just uh, drafted Tank Dell. But, again, those are all guys that still need to be figured out. If CJ Stroud wants to, if CJ Stroud wants to win, he needs a, res, a receiver now. That's and a receiver, a proven receiver. All these guys: Noah Brown, John Mechie, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, unproven. Yeah. And one more team. Ooh. I'm torn between two teams right now. I'm torn between the Broncos. And the Bears. I could see DJ Moore and Mike Evans being a pair. 
I can see that happening. Chicago. Hmm. I think I think Judy's making Judy and Sutton are already making noise in uh, Denver, so I, I think they're set over there. So that's I, I'm gonna go with Chicago as my last team. Yeah, I can see Mike Evans going to Chicago. That's not a bad option. That's a team I considered. Um, I don't know if we have any overlap here. Actually, um, I know one of my picks you won't like, but I'll read them off anyway. Uh, no. First pick, unlikely, but the Atlanta Falcons, if. They are leading the NFC South. You need a receiver opposite of Drake London. The best they have right now is Mac Hollins, who had an above-average season last year with Vegas. Mm. So I think Falcons are a team that could be, but it is unlikely. That was my fifth team. Fourth, I have the Green Bay Packers. Um, help out Jordan Love. You have young receivers there with Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and Jalen Reed, their second-round draft pick. So, again, get a veteran in there. If, let's say, for some odd reason, they start 3-1, and 4-0, and um, you know, they, they could possibly make a move. It is possible um, if they want to compete in that NFC North. Third, I have the Detroit Lions because Jamison Williams having some issues off the field. Right. Hopefully everything is squared away with that. Other than Amon Ross St. Brown, you're looking at Marvin Jones, who is old, um, and then Josh Reynolds, who is, in my opinion, very average. Yeah. You know, he played for the Rams. He was expendable to them. So the Lions are my third team. And I think him and Jerry Goff could make a nice little combination. Mm -hmm. uh, second, here we go. I have the Giants. And – I want to explain before. So the Giants improved their receiving core drastically. Right. But we still don't have a bona fide number one receiver. Now, in an ideal world, we would like to see Jalen Hyatt emerge into that player. Yep. But for me, in order to bridge the gap completely with teams like Dallas and Philly from last season, we're – much closer to Dallas than we are Philly as far as bridging that gap. Um, you know, you could possibly add him. I don't think it's necessary. This isn't what I want to happen. This is what I think might happen. Um, so I think the Giants are a team that will at least explore the idea. Joe Shane will definitely take phone calls on it, but I don't think that he does it. So I was, I was going to say the Giants, but I, I didn't want to sound like a biased Giants fan. No, no. You don't have to worry about that here, trust me. We uh we have some raving hot takes sometimes about the Giants on the show. Um and then lastly, for you. Lastly, the Jets. The Jets because who is the other receiver besides Garrett Wilson? Is it Alan Lazard? Corey Davis just retired, right? Abruptly. He just retired. So that leaves a huge gap. Yes, you have Nicole Hardman. Um who is great, but you want depth. You want depth. And if you can move Lazard into wide receiver three, that's solid. Hardman into wide receiver four, which is what he started with the Chiefs when they won the big game back in 2020. By all means, I think the Jets are more likely than, than the Giants to go out and get them. Yeah. You know, so those are my five teams. Um, Pretty solid. I think out of those five, I think the Jets are probably the
the front runners. But front runner, yeah, let's see. we know Jets fans will rejoice like it's Christmas if uh, they get Mike Evans. But you saw how they acted when they got Dalvin Cook. Yep, and Aaron Rodgers. Definitely, Joe Douglas is not afraid to make big moves. All right, Jason, time to move on to our week one games. And this is where things get a little bit spicy here. We have some for sure. interesting games to talk about this week. And the first one is the Thursday night football game. And we just got some breaking news before the show today. About I, was hoping, I was hoping you would say this. Yeah. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee at practice today. He is questionable for Thursday. Um this is a guy who is by far the best tight end in the league and a six and a half point favorites here. I, it's tough because I don't, I don't know who their backup tight end is, to be honest with you. Um, is I can't it Noah Gray? You might be right. The kid from Duke, right? Noah Gray. Oh, Kelsey's it's actually on the depth chart. It's actually Jody Fortson. Okay, I've heard of that name too. Now that you mention it, um, but regardless, how big of a loss could that Huge. be if he if he doesn't play? Huge. Um, we've never really had to see Mahomes play without Kelsey, mm-hmm. so that's definitely going to be a challenge. Actually, I, I'll be I would be interested to see that because we're going to see can he take. Rasheed Rice, Skymore, MVS. Can he take those three guys and put on a master class without the number one tight end in the NFL and get past the Lions defense, who is actually not not too shabby? Yeah, a defense that just added C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who we know has a sour taste in his mouth after the Eagles lost the big game last year. So – um, a guy who had six picks in just 12 games played with the Eagles last season will be spying Mahomes down like a hawk. And not to mention, Jason, the Chiefs are breaking in two new offensive tackles this year at mm-hmm. each position. I think they got Jawan Taylor from the, the Jaguars, and I forget who the other tackle is. I know they let both Orlando Brown and Andrew uh, Wiley go. Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith from the Bucks, right? It's a new left tackle. So that's a good get. I think he'll be fine, but maybe a little bit more concerned about on the right side. Um, trying to remember who they're st- – oh, yeah, I just said Juwan Taylor. Duh. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you still got Creed Humphrey. You, you got yeah. Joe Tooney, who's a good guard. Uh, Trey Smith. Trey Smith. Uh, I wouldn't be extremely concerned. I still think the Chiefs should definitely have the edge in this game. Yeah. You have Jarek McKinnon, who's a receiving back. He had nine receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. A year ago so that's great and then of course you have isaiah pacheco who's not a rookie anymore right um you know Actually, and then of course Kadarius tony and sky Moore, right so richie james is the chief former giant richie james i can't I do have richie a concern james. though because chris jones's status is up in the air mm. and i'm not sure how that's going to play into this Thursday night game. But um, they definitely want to have him on the field. That's for sure. Yeah. They're going to miss his presence a lot because Detroit has easily top 10 offensive line in the NFL. Yeah. 
They had a top five scoring offense in the league last year. The offense was not their problem by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Chiefs have decent edge rushers, but George Karloftis had six sacks as a rookie last year. Um, Mike Dana is still there. He'll probably see some more reps. Kalen Saunders, I don't know. I believe he's still a Chief as well, or he might be a Saint now, Saunders. Yeah, Saunders is out of here. I believe he's a saint. And then you have Nick Bolton, who had 180 tackles last year at the second level. He'll have That's to play a huge man. role. You got to worry about Jameer Gibbs as well, you know? So, and then of course, you know, the cornerback room is very young. You have Jalen Watson and Trent McDuffie, who were both rookies last year. And then you have the elder statesman and Legarius Sneed going up against the Pro Bowl quarterback last year and Jared Goff, which we have not seen in a long time. So, that's a lot. They have a lot of good receivers, too. I mean, we mentioned they might want to trade for a receiver, but you have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a, an issue. Jameer Gibbs is a receiving back who's really good in a lot of different areas. They drafted Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa. This could be a challenging game. If I'm not mistaken, they did acquire David Montgomery from Chicago. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be challenging. And then I'm looking, the Lions defense is actually much improved from last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would have the Chiefs as a clear, a clear-cut favorite, but with, yeah. without Kelsey, Chris Jones, question mark, and then the Lions pretty much improved every hole that they need had to fill. So and the Lions are a team that's like they're sneaky good. They win when you expect them to lose. So that's why, like, I'm not – like, if I had to put money on this game, I wouldn't because I'm I'm not right. too confident in the Chiefs winning this. They should win it, but I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions came out with it. So the line has actually moved um, from what you see on the screen here. The line is now Chiefs minus five rather than six right. and a half. So they they've gone down to five-point favorites, which was pretty significant. That's a one-and-a-half-point – Difference just because of the Kelsey injury. Yep. If you think, I mean, that's pretty significant. And then let's get into the Lions defense, Jason, for a minute before we pick this game. James Houston comes over, had eight sacks in just seven games played last year. Aiden Hutchinson led rookies last year with nine and a half sacks. And then the biggest weakness for Detroit last year, their run defense. So what do they do? They draft a linebacker in the first round of the draft and Jack Campbell, best Jack linebacker Campbell. in the draft out of Iowa. Um, pass defense was suspect a little bit. What do they do? They get Cam Sutton from the Steelers, who had three interceptions, a guy who's not bad at all. He's not you know, a Harvard scholar, but he's better than what they had. So the defense is much improved. Um, I'll give you straight up, I'm picking the Chiefs to win, but I don't say that with confidence at all. Right. And only reason why I picked the Chiefs to win, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Those are the two reasons why I picked the Chiefs to win. I don't want to be one of those fans, NFL fans, that look silly, doubts the Chiefs on opening night, at home, and Arrowhead. If this game was in Detroit, I'm probably taking the upset. Mm-hmm. I'm probably taking the upset because of what Kansas City is missing. But for me, the motto with Mahomes, you can't doubt him. Right. Unless he's giving you a reason to. So I'm picking Kansas City in this one. Um, kind of got to agree with you. It just it just makes sense. Like you've seen you can 
a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, we've seen Mahomes like we've seen Mahomes make guys like Michael Parsons, TJ Watt make them look like they don't even exist on the field the way he just moves around the pocket. It's like you can't you can throw everything you have at him and he will still put up 300 yard, three touchdown game. It's like and I'm not even trying to like just praise him all to the all hot like we've we've seen it happen so like yeah i gotta take the chiefs not by a lot but yeah i'm taking kc so we're one for one in agreement with the game so far next up the jaguars are five point favorites on the road at the colts the jaguars have owned the colts over the last five years uh trevor lawrence had a 110 plus passer rating in both of the games last year. They bring back Evan Ingram on a contract extension. Had a career year, 73 catches. Christian Kirk revived his career with Jacksonville and Doug Peterson. Eight touchdown catches. Hell, how do you get 82 catches and five touchdowns out of Zay Jones? Travis Etienne on the ground is elite. 1,100 rushing yards as a rookie. He's also a threat in the pass catching game. And what's the one domino we haven't mentioned yet? Calvin Ridley. Ridley. That is tough. I mean, the Forrest Buckner is going to have his hands full. Samson Abukam, Abukam is going to have his hands full. Quite pay. Six sacks in 12 games last year. Colts have a really good defense. That was their Ridley. strength last year. I'm really interested to see how this unfolds. I mean, they have a good defensive front, but I think Lawrence, he's matured a lot. I mean, the only thing that concerns me with, with the Colts – they just lost Gilmore. Outside of that secondary, I don't I don't besides Kenny Moore, I don't see anybody sticking with those three receivers right there. Yeah. Ridley, Kirk, and Jones. And they lost Bobby O'Karake on defense as well. To the because, Giants. I mean, they still have Zaire Franklin, who logged 167 tackles. They still got Shaq Leonard. Right. But you have a rookie quarterback who is playing behind two tackles that each allowed seven sacks last year and Bernard Ryman and Braden Smith. And the Jaguars don't have slouches for pass rushers either. Josh Allen, seven sacks and four forced fumbles last year on 22 QB hits. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick from number last year. Pick. So for me, when a rookie's going up against the big pass rush, his best friend is the running game and his tight end. I don't and see Michael Pittman getting too many catches in this game. The Jaguars got a dog at middle linebacker, Foyasad Olukan. Yeah. That dude can hit. Is, it, is that Aluakan? Or I don't know how you pronounce that. I'm not sure. Uh, it's U O. So I would, yeah, I think it's U O. Okay. Right. Um, but He's yeah. good. Yeah. The Jaguars are nothing to play with. I, I don't I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in a rematch with KC again because I think they're just that good. And then you add Calvin Ridley to what they had last year. It's like they're they're that good. I'll pick the Jaguars to win this one. I get it, it's on the road, but rookie head coach and Shane Steichen, rookie head coach, uh, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. And Anthony Richardson, no Jonathan Taylor. I don't see it happening. I have the Jaguars in a blowout. Really? Hmm. See, I, I avoided the blowout prediction only because it's a divisional game and it's on the road. I just 
I mean, and the, the Colts are weird. Didn't I believe they were 0 2 last year and then upset the Chiefs or almost the Chiefs. upset the Chiefs? No, they beat the Chiefs. They beat them with um, Jelani Woods. Great guy. Jelani Woods had a great game. Jelani I think he had the game winning touchdown. He's a solid tight end, red zone threat. He's like 6'7. He's a tall dude, very tall dude, but. Um, I think AR is going to have a decent game. Hopefully his offensive line gives him time to throw. That's my biggest concern for Richardson. It's what's in front of him. So hopefully he plays well, but I don't know. Jacksonville has issue has think, a lot of issues to, to the Colts. I think in this game with AR, we see some flashes of Cam Newton kind of in him. I think that's what we'll see in like his first two to three weeks. But other than that, I, yeah, I'll give that to the Jaguars by a lot. They've just, they, I think their offense is just, it's too overbearing. They have too many options. And the coaching, too, definitely mm-hmm. edged the Jacksonville on that one. Um, next up, the Bucks at the Vikings. Um, if, You've watched the show in the past. You know how I feel about the Minnesota Vikings. Every year I say they're going to the playoffs, and I live or die by that sword. Um, Kirk Cousins starred on the Netflix special quarterback with Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota last season. Cousins, he had more interceptions than usual last year, but he was one of the top five league leaders in passing yards. I believe he was third overall, if I'm not mistaken, but – there's no more Dalvin Cook, so it's all aboard the Alexander Madison trade, and this tells me Dalvin Cook was expen- expendable because Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, and his offense they want Kirk to throw the ball a lot more to the best receiver in the game, in Justin Jefferson, who had 1,800 yards last year, um, who moves all over the field. By the way, this man can line yep. up outside; he can play slot. You could even throw him in the backfield to go out yeah. and catch a pass if you want. Um, K.J. Osborne is back, six touchdowns last year. They drafted Jordan Addison in the first round, which was a great get for Minnesota. And then T.J. Hawkinson up the seam, 900 yards and six scores last year. So their offense is very, very threatening, even without Dalvin Cook. Um, I'm pretty sure they brought in Jalen Rager. They did. Um, I forget. Is he still? He might be on their practice squad. No, I'm Jalen not Rager. Jalen Rager. Yeah, um, he is. He got claimed by the Patriots. Oh, but he was with the Vikings. The Vikings signed him to their practice squad, and I think the Patriots signed him and elevated him to the fifty-three because Juju got hurt. Right. So. That's rough, and I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't. I, he he hasn't proven anything to me. Yes, he's starting, but who did he beat out? Kyle Trask, who, don't get me wrong, I like Kyle Trask, but Baker should beat him. That's expected yeah, that's, of him that's, that's, to beat out Kyle Trask. Like, I mean, Rashad White's moving into the full-time role at running back. There's a lot of new pieces here. Mike Evans is not happy with his situation. Their right. center, Ryan Jensen, is out for the season again, second year in a row. Um, I get it. You, you still got Chris Godwin, 100-catch receiver, but um, the biggest threat 
to the Vikings in this game is the passing attack, but the Bucs don't have one. That's the problem. They don't have one anymore, in my opinion. You have Daniil Hunter and DJ Wanum off the edge. The Vikings secondary is not good. They That's- lost both Patrick Peterson, Andrew Booth to injury. They still got Harrison Smith, but this is me more not trusting the Bucks than me being in love with the Vikings, but I think the Vikings should win I, by a touchdown at least. I think I would have another blowout here, but I'm going to say no because despite all the holes the Bucks have right now, the one thing that remains strong is their secondary. Uh, Jamal Dean, Carlton Davis, uh, Antoine Winfield, uh, Ryan Neal, like, they they're 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 pretty strong uh in the secondary. Now, does that mean Justin Jefferson will get shut down? No, but he will be limited from a extraordinary game. He'll have a great game, but he'll be limited from an over the top game. So uh I think I'm gonna have to say the Vikings by at least 10. 10, 10 to 13. Yeah, so you're even more confident than I am in that one with Minnesota. Um, all right, so three for three here. Next up, we have the 49ers at the Steelers. Niners are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. West Coast team traveling to the Eastern time zone. That's always a challenge. Um, Nick Bosa might be holding out. It's not determined if he's going to play yet. First-team All-Pro last year, leading the number one 49ers defense, going up against uh, – T.J. Watt and the Steelers defense. I, I really like the Niners defense, Jason, this year. I don't know yeah. about you, but they added yeah. Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. Yeah, that's, They're good. This this defense has been consistently good since, I would say, about 2018. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, uh, oh, my God. Their linebacker duo is just ridiculous. Fred Warner, Dre Greenwell. That's – yeah. Ooh. See now, They're, here's the thing about the Steelers. They're tricky. The Steelers, we've seen them last year. They upset the Bengals in Week One. Uh, like the the Steelers are a, a dangerous team. I think they're a dangerous team because Mike Tomlin is just such a good coach that we've seen him take. Like he took like. 40-year-old Ben to a wild card against the Chiefs like that. The Steelers always start out the season shaky. Then they're like, okay, they're done for. And then they always end up in the same spot every year. Like, they barely make it into that wild card. They have to depend on the Ravens losing or something like that. It's always their dangerous team. And it starts with this week one. Like, I think in their past three week ones, they've beaten, like, the best teams in the league. They beat the Bengals. Two years ago, mm-hmm. they, they beat the Bills. And three years ago, no, three years ago, they, they beat the Giants. I remember that game. I, I was watching that game. Week one. And they beat the Bucks last year. They beat the Bucks. Like, Not that the Bucks were good last year, but right. it's a Tom Brady team. Um, I'm probably going 49ers just because I think they're the most well-balanced team. They got a strong offense, a strong defense. Like, I don't – I really can't bet against that. Um, the, the Steelers, they just don't have enough. They, they don't have enough rocket power. 
So I got, I'm going to say the 49ers by 10. Interesting. Um, speaking of interesting, this may get even more interesting here in a moment. Uh, Brock Purdy, now the starting quarterback, now that Trey Lance was traded to Dallas. We don't know what to expect from Brock coming off the UCL injury, right? but he's ready to go. McCaffrey, great pass catching back and is solid on the ground. Eight touchdowns last year, rushing, five receiving. He's a threat all over. You have Debo, Brandon Ayuk at a 1,000-yard season. George Kittle scored 11 touchdowns, which don't expect him to repeat that. But Pittsburgh, though, I really, really like what they have at the receiving core. Um, yeah. George Pickens is phenomenal. Had a great rookie year. Pat Fryermuth is solid. Deontay Johnson has improved over the last couple of years. He used to be awful. He used to be one of the worst pass catchers in the league. He's improved a lot. Um, the 49ers have two solid safeties, Tashawn Gibson and Talona Hafunga. First team all pro last year. They're brutal. But I don't know. The key matchup to me is this. It's Alex Highsmith against Trent Williams because we all know T.J. Watt always lines up against the right tackle. Mm -hmm. Always. He doesn't move. Mm -hmm. You have Cam Hayward up the middle, who's a dominant force. He could occupy two defenders with those 10-and-a-half sacks. Alex Highsmith had the quietest 14-and-a-half sacks in right. NFL history last year. Right. With five forced fumbles, five. I think the Steelers have a better have a better pass rush. And right now, I don't know if Nick Bosa is going to play. True. And the I, Steelers, I that. <laughs> they added Patrick Peterson at corner. They got Levi Wallace, still Minka. I'm going with the upset here. I mean, I think there's a reason why. And it's they only a two and a half point line. I'm going to pick the Steelers. Bush. I'm going to pick the Steelers in this one. That's my upset of the week, by the way. So. Hey, I could, like I said, the Steelers are that team that always that that that's that first game they 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 take down a, a top team in the NFL all the time. I forgot to mention too. They added, they improved their linebacking core. Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts from the Dolphins. Solid linebackers, but I could easily see the 49ers winning this game comfortably, but I'm confident that the Steelers will do enough to keep it close. And uh, not only play. do the Steelers have a better pass rush, they have a deeper pass rush, too. They got they brought in Marcus Golden, too. Forgot about that. That's that's a good uh, point there, Jay. I, yeah, remember he had 10 sacks for the Giants in 2019? Yeah. And we didn't bring him. Uh, we brought him back, but we got rid of him. Um, but all right. So we're three for four in agreement right now. That's solid. Packers at the Bears. This should be an interesting one. The Bears are actually favored by one point. Jordan Love, second career start. Um, Justin Fields, really solid young quarterback who looks like he finally has a better team around him. He added DJ Moore to be the number one receiver. Cole Komet got a contract extension. They beefed up with running back depth, getting oh, yeah. Deontay Foreman. 
I like well, where they're at. I'm not even I'm not even sure where to go with this one. So I'm mm, what it boils down to for me is who is the only way Justin Fields beats this Packers defense is if the ground game is there because mm. I think DJ Moore, Jair Alexander, that's going to be a fun – and, you know, Jair, he doesn't run from the top receiver. He wants to be on the top receiver at all times. Uh, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Um, personally, Jair is, like, one of my favorite players in the league. I just – I like watching him play. He's – He's he's ridiculous. Um, yeah, he's not gonna run from the challenge. Um, the Packers defense though is nothing to sleep on. So, I think if they do, I'm I'm gonna pick the Bears by a field goal. Uh, and I think it, it comes down to how they can run the ball because I think the I I like I I'm favoring the Packers secondary over the Bears receiving core in this matchup. So I think it boils down to the run game for sure. I think the Bears might have a slightly better run game, even with losing Montgomery. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also looking at Chicago's defense and what they have. Uh, Marcus Walker brought in from Tennessee, underrated addition, seven sacks with the Titans last year. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe comes over from the Colts, nine and a half sacks in 15 games played last season. They brought in T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds from two playoff teams in the Eagles and the Bills, respectively. Kyler Gordon can only go up from here. Eddie Jackson, the lone star survivor of the trade deadline last year, was heartbroken when the Bears dealt Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Uh, I like the Packers and the direction that they're headed in, but I don't think they're going to have a good season. I like Chicago to come out on top. At home. So we agree on that one, despite the one-point line. Um, Eagles at Patriots. I'm shocked the line is this small, three and a half. Um, Honestly, not not too much to say. I have the Eagles in a landslide. Yeah. The Patriots, the only thing that can keep them in this game is their defense if they keep it low scoring and limit the amount of possessions the Eagles have. But Jalen Hurts was 14-1 and as the starter last year. New pair of running backs and DeAndre Smith, Swift and Rashad Penny. Uh, they lost Isaac Samalu in free agency, but they replaced him with Cam Jurgens. They draft super well. Two 1,000-yard receivers in Brown and Smith. They bring over Zacchaeus from the Falcons. And the Eagles defense had 70 sacks last year, which led the NFL. That, and now you add Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith to the fray. That, that old line is just so good. Like, I can't I, – I, I honestly cannot – like, we saw what the, what the 49ers defense couldn't even get past it. I mean, like, that old line is good. Yeah. So, now, it, I'm not trying to knock Jalen Hurts, but – you're kind of expected to succeed when you have that O-line in front of you. I mean, like, come on. This right. has to be considered one of the greatest O-lines in football history. Like, come on. What they yeah. were doing, like, I don't 
and their defense is also it's just ridiculous. I don't see the Patriots putting up more than ten points. Uh, and if they do, I see the Eagles having twenty points more than the Patriots have. So I got the Eagles in a landslide. Yeah, I also have the Eagles. I don't see enough. I don't think Matt Judon and Josh Uche are able to get to Hurts often, despite each of them having double-digit sacks last year. They did draft Christian Gonzalez in the first round, the Patriots, but they lost Devin McCourty to retirement. Um, They got the trio of Jones on their roster, all unrelated. Jonathan Jones, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. So they're solid, but the Eagles are much better. Hassan Reddick, Darius Slay, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, you name it. They did lose a bunch of starters on defense, but they still retain a lot. And, of course, there's N'Kobe Dean as well. So I like the Eagles. Next up, Jason, Dolphins at the Chargers. What are you thinking on this one this is a battle of two young quarterbacks who have not had much playoff success so far throughout their careers but i will say this justin herbert has the most passing yards in nfl history throughout the first three years of his career that's an incredible uh accomplishment for a young quarterback um I would have thought Patrick Mahomes held, held that, but I was a little surprised when I read that. I'm like, wow, Justin Herbert, good for you, kid. Good for you. Coming off a fresh new $51, $52 million contract. Um, you see me looking up right now. I'm, I'm just looking at this uh, Chargers receiving core. They brought in – they drafted Quentin Johnson from TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like that, I like that guy. Um, personally, so remember last year – when the Chargers signed J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, we thought they were going to be a force in the AFC West, and they just were a disappointment. Uh, see, now the Chargers' defense, I just – I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, you got two explosive offenses. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Quentin Johnson, like this Austin Eckler – Gerald Everett, like this, this Chargers offense is, this is, this is their, their core, like Herbert's options. And again, Eckler, multiple trick pony at running back. He can do it all. Uh, I see the Chargers. Oh, this is hard. Cause I feel like the Dolphins are just like the Chargers, except their running back is just not as good. Hmm. So I think that's what's, that's what it's going to be for me. I'm going to give it to the Chargers by either three or three, or it's going to be by a touchdown. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I mean, look at the receiving core. Even with Guyton now, they have Allen, Williams, Josh Palmer, who quietly had almost 800 receiving yards last year, over 70 receptions. As a number three. Quentin Johnson. Yeah, as a number three. Gerald Everett. Um, but, and what the Chargers forced the Dolphins to do was go four deep at the corner position, right? I right. mean, Z- Xavier Howard, 
Um, they don't have Jalen Ramsey right now. Well, Eli Apple is going to step they up. They brought Eli Apple in, and this is a name. Cater Kohu was a rookie last year and had 10 pass deflections as a rookie. So if Bradley, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, Phillips can't get to the quarterback, they're done. They're right. done. They need Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins to stuff, stuff the run. Tua needs to be protected. I think personally – Almost everything needs to go right for the Dolphins to win this game on the road. I just don't right. see it happening. So I like the Chargers, too. And that, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, Bosa and Mack against Armstead, Austin Jackson, Mostert. Yes, the Chargers' run defense was their weakness last year. But they added Eric Hendricks from the Vikings to help address that. Ooh, yep. So they really worked on improving their defense. That um, defense fully healthy is yeah. I like the Chargers secondary and Asante Samuel, Michael Davis, and Derwin James I against Hill and Waddle better than I do the Dolphins against all the Chargers weapons. So yeah. that's where I'm at with that. So we have a few more here. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, they wrote Geno off, and he didn't write back. Right. Geno Smith gets a contract, um, you know, well-deserved, coming off a great season. great season. 30 touchdown passes last year, hosting the L.A. Rams, mm-hmm. who probably had the most atrocious pass secondary in the league. Yeah, last year, and they lost Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner to the Seahawks. They lost Taylor Rapp, a Sean Robinson, Cooper Cup suffered a hamstring injury in camp. He's questionable. Mm-hmm. It's tough. This game, divisional games are always tough week one. It's always a crapshoot, yeah. you know, but especially like when you got a team like the Rams where we know what they can be but they just don't have all those pieces to be that team. Uh, we got to see Stafford bounce back after missing a whole season. He went from, I think he solidified it with that tour, but he solidified himself top 10. Then they had a honeymoon season. And now he's got to get back to being in that top 10, top 15 range. Yeah. Cause he was before the injury, but. Um, I think part of the problem too, Jay, was the Rams O-line started 14 different combinations yep. last season. And that's a problem. Ooh, and that the Seahawks struggle. Yeah. The O-line is a mess, and what makes it even worse is the Seahawks might have the most underrated pass rush in the league. Daryl Taylor and Uchenna. Nuosu each had nine and a half sacks last season. And they get Draymond Jones from the Broncos, who's solid. Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner's back. Still good. They got Jaron Reed. Creek Wallen, six picks. Pro Bowl, the rookie. Michael Jackson isn't awful. I know he was kind of underappreciated, I thought, last year. Remember, the Seahawks made the playoffs last season. No one expected them to. Nope. And they just got um, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. 
and Zach Charbonnet. I think they got one of the best safety safety duos in the league, Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams. For Seattle, yeah, that's that's a good point too. I forgot about Quandre Diggs, um, Jamal Adams. That, that's really good. The more I think about it, and that was their issue. I think it was the 2020 season where the Giants beat them and everyone was shocked. Yeah. We're never the same since that game until last season. Right. So, but Kenneth Walker is questionable for week one, by the way. Just throwing that out there. But, um, and historically, too, what's shocking is the Rams own the Seahawks historically. But I, I just can't do it this time. I want to, but I can't. I'm picking Seattle. Ooh, and they got Julian Love. I forgot about that, too. Damn it. I miss him already. Thanks. Julian Love. But I, we had to let him go. Uh, uh, I got to take the Seahawks. I mean, I don't even think that secondary is remotely ready to compete with that receiving core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I I do think Seattle pulls it out, although the Rams could surprise some people. They could. Who knows? Stafford is Stafford. Cup is Cup. Donald is Donald. If those three players play to their maximum potential, they have a shot to win. They always will if those three play to their max. Um, it's just that you got JSN as your three. Like that's, that's tough. Yeah. Very, very tough. I couldn't um, even I couldn't even tell you. Like I know the Rams got that 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 mm, they still got Witherspoon. Oh, that that Kobe Durant, that, that rookie from last year. He 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 had a pretty good rookie season. He's on the Rams, right? Three picks or something like that. Nobody knows who that guy is either. Ooh, yeah, I got I, I'm giving it to Seattle. Yeah, I'm with you there. Seahawks. Um, next up, I think uh, we're gonna have fun with this one. The G-Men Ooh, this taking is the- on Ooh. Dallas. Cowboys favored by three and a half on the road. Um, now, I'm gonna try to be as realistic as I can be. Oh. Uh, we haven't beat the Cowboys since 2021, I'm pretty sure. And I'm trying to remember. It was the it was the last game yes, of the, season. the Dalton game. Yep. It was the last game of the season. X McKinney got the pick. I remember watching that game. And then the Eagles threw, so we wouldn't make it. I remember that season crystal clear. Uh I'm going to give it to the Giants, and here's why. We're at home. Um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Dak to perform because he knows Trey Lance is after his job. Uh, I feel I'm not too worried about Tony Pollard. I mean, our defense is ridiculous. Our, our pass rush – 
quietly could be top five, top ten-ish. Leonard Williams, Big Dex, uh, Kayvon, Aziz. Like, we we got some dogs on that front four. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, too. Isaiah, we just brought in Isaiah Simmons. That is I, – I, I, want, I wanted us to draft him back in 2019, but we took – Andrew Thomas, when look, it's worth it now because we got both of them. Uh, only thing that's really cons—I wouldn't say concerned about, but only thing that is, I feel, going to be the challenge is going to be Daniel Jones throwing the ball to these receivers because he's going to have Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence in his face all day. But. I feel like he's improved to the point where seeing an elite rusher doesn't really bother him anymore. He knows how to step up and make the right decision. But it's going to be tough. Um, I feel like Saquon, Saquon is the X factor to this to us, to us winning this game. Yeah. I'm with you. I have the Giants splitting with Dallas this year, and I think they're more likely to win at home on the road, so I'll yeah. also pick the Giants. Uh, Dallas has a top-five pass rush in the league, hands down, with also have Dante Fowler, too, in addition to D-Law and uh, Micah. But uh, something tells me the Giants might have something in them week one. Yeah, um, the Cowboys added Steph Gilmore to that second Stephon game. Gilmore, yeah. That's, that's why I say the receivers are might have a – have a day they might and the giants have two rookies starting at corner and it is week one so a banks the optics will point to dallas winning this game but i would like to play devil's advocate here and i just think the giants I, at home. I, I, I like i like the adori cd matchup i like a lot yeah i like it CD had the most uh, slot reps out of any number one receiver in the league last year. So that'll be interesting, fun matchup to watch. But, yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Jones will do as good as he can behind that offensive line. We'll see what happens. You know, new center, rookie John Michael Schmitz. Jalen Hyatt, Paris Campbell added to the receiving room. Shep is back. They got Wandale back from injury. We'll see. And the defense. Yeah, I, I like that secondary. X McKinney, that's my guy. And we brought yep. in Bobby McCain. And uh, Isaiah. Isaiah Simmons Isaiah. can play it all over. Oh. They got him and they got Boogie Basham from Buffalo. So. Oh, yeah. And O'Kerrick. Karaoke. Like, we're I, – I, Bobby O. We got, we got a shot. We have a good shot. It's going to be a very, very tight game. Um, yeah. If I was to pick Dallas to win, I wouldn't even have them covering three and a half. I think it's going to be that close. It'll yeah. come down to whoever has the ball last, honestly. But um going to move on here to the last game for sake of time. Bills taking on the Jets. Uh, Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers' debut in Gang Green. Jets have both the offensive and defensive reigning rookies of the year on their roster, Garrett Wilson and... Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Makai Becton back starting at right tackle. Brees Hall is back from injury. Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Buffalo Bills add Leonard Floyd, who had nine sacks last year. Jordan Poyer back from injury. And Josh Allen is throwing at an elite 
defense, I'll tell you that. Stephon Giggs and Gabe Davis might have some problems, but they added Dalton Kincaid at tight end in the draft. Right. James Cook is now the lead back, but the Jets have good players at every level of their defense. Quinn and Williams up front, first team all approach, got the big contract extension. I like um, Quentin Jefferson next to him. Love C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams at linebacker. And then the secondary is elite, like I just said. I mean, the Jets have a really good shot to win this, in my opinion. I think the Bills are a bit overrated headed into this season. Oof. Um, now, not saying I'm picking the Jets, though. I like I, – I, I like – Ooh, I like um, I like this matchup because this is like you get to see Rogers like it's no he's not easing into going to these receivers. This is first game he's going against a top defense, so uh, this is hard. Um. Personally, again, just a personal thing. I don't like Josh Allen, but he's a great quarterback. Can't can't knock him on that. But I don't think um I think he's a little bit overrated. He threw a lot of interceptions last season. A lot. And then a division rival, reigning defensive rookie of the year, like you said, that pass rush ain't nothing to sleep on either. So uh Jets running back room is deep, deep. Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall coming back from injury. Michael Carter as the number three. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jets. I like it. Very bold. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bills to be different. Two and a half point favorites. Um, I could see this game going either way. Um, I mean, like you said, the Jets have a great defense. The Bills actually lost at the Jets last year. Allen did not have a good game. Um, but I'm thinking maybe a little bit too much overhype with Rodgers' first start in the, in the Jets. There might be a lot of added extra pressure. I think the Bills might be able to capitalize on that. And one um, reason why I did not pick the Bills, Von Miller is on the pup list right now. That's a good point, too. Yep. That leaves a lot of reps open for guys like Greg Russo, Leonard Floyd, AJ Epineza. So that'll wrap up our NFL game predictions for week one. Um, Jason, let's get into our playoff predictions, and then we'll predict the Super Bowl as well. So the seven teams from each conference that you think will make it, and then your Super Bowl prediction, who wins over who. All right, I'm going to start in the NFC. Uh, wait, let me just pull up these divisions real quick. All right, NFC West. Um, Got the 49ers winning that. Yeah. Uh, NFC East, I got the Eagles winning that. Uh, NFC South, I have the Saints winning that. And the NFC North got the Vikings. Um, wild card teams. I have the Giants. 
I have the Lions and I'm torn between the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Hmm. And I think I'm going to have to give it to the Cowboys because this NFC East went from being we've got it being so bad that almost no team makes it like six and ten. And that's the they're the four seed. And we've transformed to like every team in that division is now competing for a spot like yeah. that whole division was neck and neck up until the very end when the Eagles pulled away. Um, yeah, so I got 49ers, Cowboys, Vikings, Saints, Giants, Lions, and Eagles. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Um, all right. So I guess I'll give you my NFC, and then we'll jump over to the AFC. Um, so... I'm going to go with the 49ers as my overall number one seed, winning the NFC West outright. I think the Vikings get the two seed and win the North. I think the NFC East is going to beat each other up a lot this season. Um, So here's my hot take. I have the Giants winning the NFC East for the first time since 2011. Um, I think we've bridged the gap with Dallas. I think we'll split with them. I think Dallas has a tougher schedule. They have a second-place schedule. We have a third-place schedule. And with Philly, no team has repeated a division win since 2004. It's been almost 20 years. It's been 18 years since a team has won the NFC East two years in a row. Mm -hmm. It's just constant shuffling every year. So that's my argument for the Giants, and I think they've gotten better. I have the Falcons winning the South, believe it or not. Bijan, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, all solid weapons for Desmond Ritter in his second year. And I I like the coaching. I'm a little bit more sold on Arthur Smith than Dennis Allen, only because he got fired by the Raiders like a decade ago after two seasons. But on paper, 100%, the Saints have the most talented roster in that division. But for some reason, I just think the Falcons, who really improved their defense this year, by the way, getting a lot of good players there. Um, wild cards, Eagles at the five, Lions at the six, Cowboys at the seven. Unfortunately, I had Seattle just missing the cut. I mean, it's hard. There's some good NFL teams that won't make the playoffs. It happens every year. Yep. So I have Seattle and Chicago just missing the cut for the NFC. So those are my predictions. Now let's get into the AFC. Who do you have? Uh, okay. The one seed out of the AFC West. I think everybody knows where I'm going with this. Um, gotta go with the Chiefs. Like, it's rare to even see them lose a game in the first place. It's like they haven't really lost over five games in like. It was that one season where they started like one and three and they just had a shaky start. But once they get to around week three, week week four, they're they're already a playoff lock. So 
got to give the one seed to the Chiefs. Two seed, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens out of the AFC North. Very high on the Ravens. Very high on Lamar Jackson. Uh, um, close with them in the Bengals, but I just see I just see the Ravens winning more games because they just have Lamar has everything he needs. Like there's no excuses now. Um, three seed. I got the Jets winning the AFC East. I think Rodgers is that guy. He doesn't need a season or two to ease in. I think he can get them to where they need to be right now. I, I think they were 10 and 7 last year or 9 and 8. One or the other. And they were a decent QB away from the playoffs. If you want to get it like that. Now they got an elite QB. So I think they win that division. Um, and the AFC South, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking this. Uh, pretty much no contest. I don't think any team comes close. Maybe the Titans. Yeah. But I just don't think they have enough. Uh, wild cards. Give me the Bills, the Bengals, and. The Bills, the Bengals, and the Chargers in the wild card. Okay. I like it. Um, for AFC, Chiefs win the West. Uh, Jaguars win the South. I have the Bills winning the, the East by a hair. I think it's that close. And in the North, I'm going to stick with the Bengals, but I think it's a one-game difference. Possibly could even be tied records with Baltimore, and I think the Bengals get the tiebreaker. Pardon. Um, and then my wild cards, I have the Ravens, the Jets, and the Chargers. So I think we had the same seven, actually, just in a, a bit of a different order. And I got I got the Dolphins just barely missing it. Yeah. They play in such a tough division. If they played in, like, the AFC South, they'd be much better off. They'd be right there with Jacksonville, to be honest. So, um I think Jacksonville is a dark horse team to make it deep into the playoffs this year. Right. I think, like they could, I said earlier, I think they could be right back where they were last year with KC. I see they it. could possibly make a run to the AFC Championship game if they dodge the Chiefs or the Bengals and end up playing somebody like the Bills. They could easily get there, in my opinion. Um, I'm higher on them than the Bills this year, actually. Believe it or not, um, which is crazy to say, according to some people, but. Um, what is your Super Bowl prediction? Who wins and who comes up just a hair short? My Super Bowl prediction is a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought this would have been the Super Bowl last year. Purdy got hurt. Eagles defense was just too much. Uh, 49ers... They are just like they're too much to handle on both sides of the ball. Reed and Mahomes is just a deadly combo. That's I don't if Mahomes and again Mahomes has been getting to the playoffs or that Mahomes has been getting to the AFC Championship every year. He's been a starter, so it's like he's pretty much a lock for that. He did deal with the injury in 2021. I'm pretty sure he had a concussion. And then in 2023, 20, just now, he had he had the 
the toe problem and then the ankle. If he's fully healthy, I don't see anybody stopping him from being in the Super Bowl for the next five years. Joe Burrow, maybe, but they're they're gonna duke it out for like the next few years. Um 49ers, Chiefs do like Mahomes, but I think this is the year the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. That's uh that's an interesting one for sure, but I respect it. The defense wins championships saying could go a long way. I um, think they 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 remember every bit of that 2020 Super Bowl. They know what to do. And it's I'll tell you, Jason, it's very difficult to win the Super Bowl two years in a row. We all know right. that. It is extremely hard, um, which is why I have the 49ers making it out of the mm-hmm. NFC. And I have the Bengals beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game this year. Um, I want to pick two different teams in the Super Bowl, and I have the Bengals beating the 49ers. I think Joe Burrow gets it done in year number four um, and gets the contract extension. So I think Cincinnati ultimately wins the Super Bowl. Heard it here first, the first ever Super Bowl, but we'll see. Not to mention payback from like 30 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, I could easily see the Eagles winning it, the Chiefs winning it again. Yeah. I'm not sold on Baltimore, Buffalo. They haven't They haven't not done it yet for Baltimore. Buffalo, no. Sneaky, Just too sneaky Vikings. Minnesota, yeah, I could see it. I like their coach. I like love their offense. The defense has to really get it together, though. But, all right, Jason, one more little segment I want to introduce to you before we go here. Um, football Immaculate Grid, something I want to incorporate into the show this year. Um, and you know what? Let's just throw ourselves right into the fire and get started. How about that? No introduction needed. I'm sure you've played this before, no? Seen it all over social media. All right. So just going to get rid of that ad there at the bottom. So I'm looking at – just let me shout if you have any one in mind. I'll lean on you for Kansas City. This should be Jay Cutler here, right? Bears, Broncos. Broncos, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Let's see. 32%. Not bad. 3,000-yard passing season. From the Bears? Yeah, see. I don't think Fields got it. I don't – they haven't really had, like, a quarterback like that since Jim McMahon, so this is going to be my guess. It's wrong. Oof. That's brutal. Oh. Oh, I'm, 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 still, I'm still a young – I don't even – Yeah. Ears. I this, don't know. This is, yeah, we can come back to that. This is probably Tony Gonzalez. That, yeah, that, that's Tony. Tony. That's Tony. 76%. Ooh, um, ooh, that Bears-Falcons, Cordero Patterson. Oh, yeah. There it is. 43%. Um, Broncos-Chiefs. Buccaneers-Falcons, oh. Julio Jones. Or Russell Gage, too. Or Russell but yeah, Gage. we'll go Julio. 
41. Bucks, 3,000 plus yards season. Um, I feel like a lower percentage. Josh Freeman might be an answer. Ooh. Yep, look at that. Chiefs. Mahomes is the obvious. I want to get lower percentage. So 10%. There we go. Um, Chiefs, Broncos. Is there anyone that clicks in your head? Damian Williams? After the Super Bowl? Didn't he? Oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Wow. Oh. Did not work. Oh, that's right. Because he was he 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 didn't he never he never played a snap for the Chiefs. That's right. Ah, darn it. Well, that's okay. He hasn't. We have one guess left. Um, I feel like the obvious answer for the I don't know if Rex Grossman ever did it either. Pierce. What's the pressure of recording and doing this at the same time? Um, Bucks, Broncos. Barrett Rude coming to mind. Bucks, Broncos. Ooh. Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson. This is in my head, too. KC Broncos, nothing. I got nothing. All right, for Bears, I'm just going to go ahead and guess. I don't think Fields has ever done it, but I feel like he's too young. Yeah, Rex Grossman possibly did it. Oh, there's two Rex Grossmans. Oh, he did it. Wow. Oh, so we got seven out of nine. Not terrible. I've done better, but uh, not bad for the first one. That Broncos one was hard. Yeah. We got Cordell Patterson, 43%, 32%, 19, 10, 7, 41, and 76. Interesting. All right. Cool. Thanks for playing that jason yeah uh, hopefully next time we'll get them all but appreciate you joining the show here tonight oh, honored it's been a pleasure it's been an hour and a half long um any uh any final thoughts here before we sign off oh uh, just excited for the season um glad to make my debut to the show hopefully come back uh i'm just glad to absolutely glad to be talking about sport i love you know just chopping up the sports world that's that's exactly how we like i can do this all day no pay absolutely um jason thank you so much we'll definitely have you back on the show soon um sure. we'll talk about more about you know your football season how that's going talk some more nfl college stuff but Appreciate you all watching here tonight, folks. Make sure to check out our social media platforms um, at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at Review and Preview Sports. Appreciate everyone here, and we will see you all next week. Have a good night, everyone.